Welcome to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B., Chief Joy Officer and Divorce Coach at Joyfully B. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you shift your junk to joy, heartbreak to healing, and free the funk so you can move forward faster. We don't just survive, we thrive by using joy as our GPS to create a life you're obsessed with. I invite you now to grab your cup of joy juice for another epic episode. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. And with that, let's start. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. This episode today is for anybody that is navigating heartbreak, breakup, or divorce, and maybe you're struggling with missing your ex, cannot fight those feelings that are just creeping up on you regularly, and you miss them so bad, and you don't know what to do. And maybe you found it hard to cut ties altogether or fully detach from your ex. And I'm here to tell you why it is so hard and how to move through this season of what I would just consider withdrawal. So let's dive, 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 dive in. Three dives, deep dive. All right. So first let's talk about what is actually happening here. Because I remember being in this space with my ex-husband after getting divorced. And quite frankly, in several of the relationships that I've had in the past with boyfriends and long-term relationships and things like that, not even just in marriage of that feeling of, okay, this person is no longer a part of my daily journey. And what that feels like, it's just, it can be so devastating. It can be so heart-wrenching. It can be really, really lonely. And you can spiral into this sad, lonely space. And so let's talk about that a little bit because I remember when I was newly divorced and my husband had, my ex-husband now, but my husband at the time, he had moved out, moved into his own place. And I remember sitting in my apartment complex just like all by myself thinking, what in the heck just happened? And all I wanted to do was call him. And when I didn't call him, all I wanted to do was look at his social media or like get super drunk so that I could have a reason to drunk dial him and be like, hey, oh, sorry, I just had a little too much to drink and didn't mean to text you, even though I definitely meant to text him, you know? And so why do we get ourselves in this predicament? Why do we feel like this? Well, first of all is... That relationship meant something to you. And we always put ourselves at risk when we put love on the line. We just do. You cannot have love without risk because we risk our vulnerability. We risk our hearts. We're putting ourselves out there. And it's a really tough space to be when you're no longer in partnership. So the first thing that I've, I will say is that I want you to remember that it is the feeling that you miss, not the person. Write this down. It is the feeling that you miss and not the person. It's the feelings that they gave you of safety. It's the feelings they gave you of connection, of companionship, of passion, of whatever it is. It's the feeling that you're actually craving in your system. But we make it about the other person. We make it about our relationship. We search to try to make it make sense. 
So remember, this is the feeling that you're missing, not the person. And so what we want to do, and we'll get into solutions in just a second here, but what we really want to do is focus on the feeling. First of all, let's allow the feeling to be seen, to be heard. Allow that feeling to be there. The last thing that we want to do is distract or shove it down or just ignore it altogether. You know what happens when we ignore our feelings? They persist. What we resist persists. So the more you try to ignore the sadness, ignore all of those hard feelings that you're having, the more they're going to come around and knock, 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 knock. So we don't want to distract ourselves from feeling these things. We want to invite those feelings to be there and be witness to those things and just go, okay, you know, the reality is, is that I'm wishing that I could feel more joy. I'm wishing I could feel more peace. I'm wishing I could feel more lightness. I'm wishing I could feel more excitement about my life right now. And the other thing that we do is we miss the memories and we allow ourselves to go back and ruminate in the memories that we shared with this other person. You're never going to forget those memories. You'll distance yourself from them over time, but it's likely that you'll never forget because they've taken up real estate in your heart space. They have come into your life at a deep, deep cellular level and planted those memories. If you haven't watched the movie Inside Out, it's great. It talks about core memories. It talks about like what creates all these things within our bodies. Um, and it's a, and it's a Pixar movie. So, you know, go enjoy that movie. A little side note here. But you miss the memories. And so what we have to remember is that you're just allowing yourself to travel back in time to when things felt better. But those memories aren't going to be made with this person anymore. So you have to let yourself move through a lot of things. But remember, you're missing the feelings, not the person. You're missing the memories being made that you have at a deep core cellular level. And we have to feel those things. So the other thing that I got tripped up in, and maybe you have too, is that you're trying to make meaning out of the missing. You're trying to make this feeling of I miss you means something more than it needs to mean. And what I mean by that, I didn't use to <laughs> mean to use the word mean, 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 but what I'm trying to say with this is that we are meaning-making machines. When our brains don't understand something, they go to town. Our ego has a field day and tries to shove a bunch of suggestions in our direction so we can make sense of things. But the reality is sometimes through heartache and heartbreak, things don't make sense. You can't make meaning out of them. So if you're making meaning out of the missing, what are you making it mean for you? Are you saying, oh my gosh, I missed them. So I made a mistake. Oh my gosh, I missed them. So we didn't try hard enough. I shoulda, coulda, woulda. If you shoulda, coulda, woulda yourself, you're going to be lost in the sadness spiral for far too long. You're going to go down this deep, dark path that's not going to lead you anywhere that you want to be. It's not going to help you. It's only going to hurt you. And it's definitely not going to heal you. So stop making meaning out of the missing. So I want you to write down these things. Ask yourself. When you find yourself spiraling and you're feeling that missing, I want you to ask yourself, what am I choosing to believe right here in this moment? And then the second part of this is, 
Is it actually true? Is what I'm choosing to believe all the way true for me? Then the third thing we're going to do is we're going to make it about you. Because if you don't make this about you, you lose your power. So I want you to have the opportunity to take your power back so you can choose to move forward. So for instance, if you are saying to yourself, oh my gosh, I miss him so much. I miss her so much. I miss them so much. What am I choosing to believe about that? I'm choosing to believe that I made a mistake or I didn't. Let's let's use this example. I didn't try hard enough. That's what I'm making it mean. If I miss this person, it means that I didn't try enough. It means that I am a bad person because I didn't try enough and I could have done something about it. And now I'm going to use part two. Is this actually true? Is it actually true that I didn't try hard enough? Is it all the way true that I didn't try hard enough? Absolutely not. And then I'm going to make it about me. Make it about you to get your power back. If I'm telling myself, okay, well, this means I didn't try hard enough. I'm going to flip the script on this one. And I'm going to tell myself, I'm going to try my hardest with my healing for me. Instead of focusing on the missing, meaning that like you didn't try hard enough with somebody else, let it mean that you're ready. Let it mean that you are ready to try really hard to find yourself again. Do you see how we shift that? And it's so much more empowering to shift it and make it about you. Stop making your missing about the other person. The missing is about the missing piece within yourself. You are feeling lost. You are feeling like there is this part of you that is missing but you're not actually missing them. So the goal, the next step is we want to find what's missing within ourselves. Like there's probably this this huge part of you that you haven't even acknowledged yet, that you haven't even welcomed in yet, that you haven't validated yet. And this really goes back to you miss the feeling, not the person, right? So we're going to talk about withdrawals in just a second. But some of the solutions, let's talk about some of the solutions first. First solution to missing is grieve your loss. Grieve your loss. I'll do a separate podcast on grieving, but there are several stages to grief and they are not linear. They are sporadic. They are like a wild, wild roller coaster. And unless you have the tools and the practices that are helpful to navigate grief, it may feel very turbulent. Okay, so I would encourage you to link arms with a coach or somebody who has the tools or the experience personally and professionally to navigate that grief of your loss. First of all, grief needs to be witnessed. It needs to be heard and seen. So if you're holding it in and you're not processing your grief, you're probably going to be missing that person for a really, 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 really long time. Because energetically, you're holding on to several losses. First of all, you're grieving the loss of that person. You're grieving the loss of the relationship that you had together. And you're grieving the loss of who you actually were in that relationship. You're grieving you. And maybe you're grieving the loss of family members, you know? Maybe you're grieving the loss of friendship. Maybe you're grieving the loss of a pet because you had a shared animal. There are so many instances of different kinds of grief that you go through when you're navigating this part of divorce. So it is critical that you get on board with understanding how to navigate grief. That is part one. Part two, we talked about a little bit, which is 
you must invite versus ignore. We have to invite all of the feelings that we are feeling, that we're actually feeling versus ignoring them. If you just are finding unhealthy coping mechanisms to move through this time, you're choosing to ignore the feelings that are asking you to move through you. And again, the only way you know how to do this, I didn't know how to do this either until I hired a coach. And when I did that and I got the toolbox of transformation that I offer my clients now, it was day and night. It was like my eyes are wide open. My heart was wide open. My healing journey began and it was filled with so much more hope every single day. So we want to invite in those feelings and learn how to properly process the pain rather than just ignore it and hope that the pain will pass. It will not. I'm sorry to tell you this, but it will not just pass. You have to know how to process it. One of the tools that we use is called observation versus identification. And what this is, is when things like, oh my gosh, I miss them so much. I don't think I can stand it another day. When that pops in, we have to learn how to observe that thought rather than be consumed by it and identify with it, right? As the person that's just lost everything, lost their person, no longer has the life that they deserve and desire. We can't identify with our thoughts. And again, this is something that you learn through the transformation toolbox. So we have to have those things that are a part of our healing journey so that we can move through this properly. The other thing that I would recommend is including all of the sides, okay? If you're going to go down the path, if you're going to, oh, dingy dong, dingy dong. Did you hear that message? Here come, yeah, that's, that's some of the divorced ladies. I promise I didn't just put this in here. If you haven't yet found me on Instagram at Joyfully B, we have a free mini course right now called the Divorce Comeback Kit. And that little dingy dong, if you heard it, was my Instagram, somebody requesting the mini course. So make sure that you connect with me on Instagram. I'd love to send you that freebie immediately to start moving through some of this stuff. Anyways, you're going to want to include all sides of the equation. So if you're going to remind yourself of all of these amazing memories that you had and all the love that you had and all the things and all the things, you also need to remind yourself of all the other stuff too. I call this the don't be delirious phase. Like, don't be delirious. Don't just look at, oh my gosh, I just lost everything. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Look at all these amazing holidays we had together and trips we took together and things we shared together and all that, but not be willing to actually see what's in front of you. All the pain, all the struggle, all the things that were said, all the things that may have been done throughout the divorce journey. Like you got to look at all sides of it. If you're going to wander into the fairy tale land, you also have to wander into back into reality. So don't be delirious. Be honest with yourself. Another solution is allow someone else to hold space while you let this pass. This missing stuff, it's real. You're not making it up. You're really feeling it. And so it's important to find that trusted safe space, whether that's divorce recovery community like we have it joyfully divorced, whether that is a coach or a mentor, wherever you're going to find that person, whether it's one of your best friends or another woman that you know that has been through divorce. And for me, now this isn't for everybody, but for me, it's important that that space gets held by someone who's been through divorce or heartbreak or loss or whatever it is that you're listening, tuning into for today. Find someone who's been through that. And ask them if they can hold a safe space 
while you let those energies and emotions pass. It's going to be really powerful if you do it with a trained resource because there's deep wounding and trauma in your heartbreak. And so I would really encourage anybody who wants that support to, again, like connect with me, message me. If I'm not your person, I'll help you find someone. But allow someone to hold that space while you let it pass. It's so much more powerful when we're able to do that. And I know that some of you aren't going to want to hear this one, but space is one of the biggest solutions. You got to give yourself space, love, no contact or less contact. Stop watching them. Stop trolling. Stop scrolling. Stop poking around where it's not serving you. It is going to feel like a knife to the heart if you continue watching their social media and their A roll. They're not showing you their B, their C, their D roll. They're not showing you if they're having a hard time or crying in bed at night or laying awake, also wondering the same things that you're wondering. They're not going to show you that. Just like you're probably not showing it on your social media. They're going to post out with friends and doing different things and moving on and happy, happy, happy. Like they're likely not going to be showing you what's really going on. And you know what's really going to hurt when you have that reality check that they're seeing someone else. They are moving on. That's why you guys separated because you both needed to move on and find a more elevated version of yourself and move through life as that version of you. And something about that relationship wasn't going to allow you to do that. So do yourself a favor and create space, mute, block, unfollow. I did that first thing and I made a pact with myself that I would not watch my ex's social media at all. It's the first thing I did. I unfriended on Facebook and I unfollowed on Instagram instantly. No way was I ready to process what his life looked like without me. And I promise you, if you're listening and your heart is hurting and you're still missing, if you're still missing your ex, you are not ready or capable of watching their life unfold without you. You are not. If you feel that tug of missingness, that's a word I made up, you're not ready. You can always go back and be friends, quote unquote friends, connected on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram. You can always go back, but for right now, give yourself some space. Your heart's not ready. Your heart's not ready to watch them do life without you. It's painful enough just to think about. You don't need to see it. It was the smartest thing that I ever did, honestly. And I took it a step further and I encourage you to do the same. I had to reach out to the people who still cared about me. You will lose friends. You will lose family. You will lose contacts. You will lose things that you had shared with other relationships that you had shared as a couple. You will lose those things. Some of those, some of you will lose those things. I did. And it's healthy. It's healthy to do that and it's healing. And I know you think that you want to stay friends with the family and keep those shared friendships and keep it going, but it's way, way, way too sensitive and deep to keep doing that. I couldn't do it. If you can, and it's healthy for you, congratulations. I couldn't. The other thing that I had to do is I had to request my friends and family and people on social media who continued to follow my ex after we separated to please, please also leave his social media. media. Please, please exit from his life if it's not a relationship that you choose to continue. And there were people that wanted to continue to have a relationship with him. And I didn't love that idea, but I loved some of those people enough to stay friends with them. And 
I just asked those people that wanted to continue a relationship with him to not include me in those conversations. I said, like, if you're going to do that, I understand. It's hard for me to know that, but just know that I don't want you to send me information about them. I don't want to know if he gets married again. I don't want to know if he has a girlfriend. I don't want to know if he is starting a family with someone else. I don't want to know if he's moving back to Michigan or moving to Europe. I don't want to know. I don't want to know if he's starting a new hobby. I don't even want to know if he is sad without me or missing me. I do not want to know. And I think some of you are probably listening to this and going, are you kidding me? Like you want to know if he's missing you. Yeah, my ego wanted to know, but my heart was shattered and my heart couldn't handle knowing how he was feeling at all. So do yourself a favor, create space. You can always rekindle if you feel like after that distance that you want something more. But what I realized is by giving myself that distance and that space, that it made life a lot easier. It it helped me focus on myself. It helped me focus on becoming the woman that I actually needed to be, wanted to be. It helped unlock new relationships in my life, both in partnership and in friendship and in lots of different avenues of my life. It opened up different opportunities. But if I had held on to all of the missing and all of the socials and didn't grieve and chose to ignore things and identified instead of observed things and decided to be delirious about what was really happening, I wouldn't have been able to move forward. So if you're feeling stuck, that's probably why. But I want to touch on one more thing before we go. And that is withdrawal. Okay. Because withdrawal is real. All right. Withdrawal is so real. And it's something that people aren't really talking about in the divorced world that I've heard. But I can only relate it to being an addict. And, you know, we have addictions outside of things that society like shames people for, like alcoholism and drug abuse and all those types of addiction, gambling, you know, all those types of addiction. But we have other addictions. I guarantee almost all of you listening are addicted to social media. Right. And there's a scale of this. There's a spectrum of this. It's not just like, oh, like you're totally addicted. You can't live without it. But there is some level of addiction that comes with certain things in our life. I bet some of you are addicted to food, whether you want to admit it or not. Like obesity is like the top disease for Americans. Right. Like we have addictions outside of those things that society says, like, ooh, that's real, real bad. Right. And so withdrawal is a symptom of that addiction. And so how this relates to missing someone after heartbreak is you've been conditioned, we've been conditioned to seek out these quick hits from our partners, especially when we've been in long-term relationships or marriage. We've been conditioned to seek out these quick hits because they're easy hits, like a hit of validation, a hit of significance, a hit of hits of love, hits of safety, right? And I'm using the word hit as, as in like, that addiction and that that quick hit people talk about. Like, I'll just take a hit. So we want these quick hits from our partner. We've been conditioned to do that, to lean on one another, to lean on one another, to be there for each other, to give each other what we need. And we do this to 
such an extreme unconsciously when we get into partnership that it becomes very habitual and then we don't even realize that we're doing it and then we are robbing ourselves of providing our own stability as it relates to our core needs. So our core needs, validation, love, safety, significance, variety, certainty, all of these core needs at some point in your relationship were likely outsourced to your partner, to somebody else. We do this without knowing. It's not your fault. We do this without knowing. And more than likely, you have allowed your partner, your ex, to give you the doses that you need of these core needs to carry on. And then you got used to that. And without even knowing, you became addicted to those doses, those quick hits, and created this codependency as a coping strategy. And it became easier to allow that person to give you those hits rather than taking the time out and the energy required to nourish yourself because we aren't taught how to nourish our own needs. There isn't a class on this stuff. So go easy on yourself. And I'm sharing this because you have to get honest with what's happening at a deep cellular and chemical level in your body. Your body's like, hey, remember when it used to feel so good to blah, 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 X, Y, Z with your partner? Let's try that again. So it searches for a memory and asks you to recall that memory because your mind doesn't understand why it can't have that quick hit right now when it always did. Why is it gone? Why can't I get it right now? And it's just poking at you, poking at you to find it, find it, find it, get it, get it, get it, right? And these are this is actually a chemical reaction from our brain to our bodies. You're actually feeling it in your body. And that's why it's happening. And then your brain chimes in and goes, hey, I know, I know, I know, I know. Just text him or just look at his social media. Uh, hey, hey, I know. Just ask him how he is. Ask him how he's doing or come up with a reason to have to connect with him. Like say, oh, I found this thing of yours in my house or I saw this thing today in the store and it reminded me of you and blah, 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 blah. Right. Or you you think your brain goes, hey, maybe he wants to hang out as friends. Oh, my soul, please. If you are telling yourself this lie of we can be friends this soon and you are missing this person, girl, get real. If you're telling yourself we can just grab a quick drink like we, we were both alone. We don't have anybody like, you know, we can do this friend thing. Woo. You're playing with fire. You're playing with fire and delaying your desire, playing with fire and delaying your desire. And I know this because I did it. I spent six months after divorce calling my ex, texting my ex, going to friend gatherings with my ex. Like he was only, I was only, he was in a new part of town and and I was in a new place all by myself. And we would just be like, oh, let's just go hike together. Oh, let's get dinner together. And then I would come back. Like I would never show him, but I'd come back from those experiences and I would be devastated all over again, blaming and shaming myself for making the choice that I did, even though it was the right choice. Don't do this to yourself. And here's a fair warning. If your other coping strategy has been drinking, then your brain will love to get wild when it's on numb out mode, right? Trying to just paralyze the pain. And it will try to give you the liquid courage it thinks you need to get your needs met. It will act out of alignment and drunk dial your ex or leave that heart or that thumbs up on the social media, all those things just trying to fill the void. Because the soul is craving connection and attention the way that it always used to. But you are now in a different chapter of your life. And you are responsible for changing the strategy. 
you are responsible for reminding your brain that it can't get the hits the way that it used to. You are responsible for noting old patterns and doing life differently. It's the only way that things change. Think of it like this. You would never tell an alcoholic just one drink. It's no big deal. It derails everything, right? And the withdrawals are real. We know that. The body and mind react viciously, trying to convince that person that they need that drink to carry on, that they need that drink to lessen the pain, that they need that drink to feel normal again or find themselves again. But all that drink really does is distract and delay the true desires of the heart. All that does is distract and delay the true desires for yourself. And the same thing is true with missing your ex. You feel those withdrawals. Are you with me? I know you feel those withdrawals. And they come on strong out of nowhere with no warning. And they say things like, it's just one little text message. It's just one little peek at a social media. It's not, I can bounce back from that. It's just one little phone call to his sister. No problem. I can manage it. It's no different than the one little drink. Than the one sip. Those are your sips. Those are your quick hits, and you've got to stay away from it. So here's how you check yourself. Here's how you check yourself when you are feeling the withdrawal come on hot and heavy, and you want to use an old coping strategy. I want you to ask yourself these three simple questions. Number one, what's my intention for using that strategy? What's my intention for texting? What's my intention for going on social media? What's my intention for asking how they're doing? What's my intention for just one little hike together? What's my intention? Because I guarantee you, if you're honest, there's something in there. There's something in there that is not good for your highest self, that is not good for the version of you that you're trying to become without this person. So number one, what's my intention? Number two, how do I think this will make me feel? As it goes back to that feeling, right? You don't miss the person, you miss the feeling. So what's my intention? How do I think this will make me feel? And number three, is this going to get me closer to or further from the version of me that I desire to be and the life that I want to live? And if you honestly answer these questions from the most aligned version of you, your future self, the version of you that you are craving to be, it will tell you what to do next. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. You are in a space and place right now if you're missing that person where you need to fight for yourself. You are fighting for your future self, the version of you that you are so proud of, the version of you that is so full of love and life and joy. You are fighting. This is your lifeline. You are on life support right now. You are hooked up to life support and it is your job to show up to keep yourself breathing, to keep yourself alive, all right? So don't take the quick hit, but you're gonna have to practice this stuff. That's why I always tell everybody, don't do this alone. Join the community, have the support, get the coach with the tools that you need to move through these moments. I love hearing from my clients on a daily basis and trust me, they tap into me. And I love it. This is what I'm here for. This is what I'm passionate about. To get those messages of, I miss my ex. Oh my gosh, I just want to message him. I did it. So I can talk them off the ledge and give them the tools to move forward instead of backwards. You're going to have to practice this love. 
Your body and brain are looking for signs that it's okay to do things differently. And you're building up trust for this new chapter and way of being. So promise me this, choose consistency and compassion instead of the quick hit. Choose to fill yourself up with your own validation, with your own love, with your own safety, and whatever that feeling is that you're trying to resource from someone else by using an old coping strategy, what you're going to do is figure out, you're going to trial and error this. You're going to test it out different ways that you can evoke that feeling within yourself by doing things for yourself. You don't need to outsource these things anymore. You've got you. And remember, you're not missing them. You're just missing a part of you and work on finding that and nourishing that and flourishing that. And I promise you things will start to look different. They really, really will. I hope this episode has been helpful. If it has, I would love for you to do me a favor, take a screenshot of this episode and share it out with the world. Share it with a friend, post it on your social media, tell somebody you love about it, text it to a friend, whatever. Spread the love, spread the joy. And remember to go out into the world, shine your light bright, and live a limitless life. See you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you loved the chat today, take a quick screenshot of this episode and send it to a friend. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue our conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. And check out my soulful services at joyfullydivorced.com. Remember, joy is contagious. So go out there, shine your light bright, and live a limitless life.